Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. My name's Kay, just the letter K, and I'm your host here on the show, all about urban exploring. Let's jump into it. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. So this week on the podcast, I am speaking with an urban explorer and artist named Tim Stagraff. He is on Instagram. You can go check him out. His link is down in the description. We're going to be diving into how he got into urban exploring, some of his tips for you guys, some of the things he hopes for the future of urban exploring, and some crazy stories. I love this episode. I think it's super cool, and I think he is a great storyteller. We've had some really great storytellers on the show over the past you know, 90 episodes of the show. If you want to come on No Tracers and share your stories, you can hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram. Or if you want to share a story but don't want to come on the show and, and just want to like type out your story and I can read it on the show, I'm going to do listener tales. Uh, you can hit me up at contact at notracers.com and share your stories or reach out with any information or any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. Uh, guest recommendations as well. I will take in that email. Thank you guys for listening. If you do enjoy this show, please leave a rating and feedback on Apple Podcasts, and I will actually send you a signed photo print from an abandoned building that I've explored as a way of saying thank you for supporting the show. Some other ways to support the show are you can pick up some merchandise. We've got No Tracers merch. We've also got a new book out. I have a previous book called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. It's my stories and my photos. And I just came out with a guidebook for urban exploring. It's full of awesome photos with depictions drawn on top of them. I teamed up with an urban explorer from Portugal named Cursed Sketchbook. And he drew on top of my photos to depict each tip in this book. So if you guys want to get a copy of that or my other book or anything, go to notracers.com slash shop. You can pick up a copy of either book there or some merchandise, whatever you whatever tickles your fancy. Last thing. If you guys want to support the podcast even further and you drink water, which you should because you're a human, head to liquiddeath.com and use promo code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. That is Liquid Death, man. They are amazing. I love working with them. They hooked up my band for this tour that we're on. By the time you're listening to this, I will actually be on tour with Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and Escape the Fate making content for them. Uh, and then my band is actually going over to Europe to tour Europe. So if you're in Europe and you're listening to this podcast, let's meet up, come out to a show, come hang out. Let's explore some abandoned shit. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So thank you liquid death for partnering with me. I appreciate you guys. All right, let's get into this episode. Tim, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the no tracers audience. Hello everybody. My name is Tim. Uh, you probably know, know me as Tim Stagraff. Um, I'm based out of Western New York. Um, I think I've been exploring on a platform like Instagram for about eight years. Um, but again, I can remember exploring as a kid, um, just being curious, hyper and active and never really being home. Um, you find yourself in places that you probably shouldn't be. 
and that's continued to grow as a as a you know an adult but again um welcome and i look forward to sharing my story with everybody hey thanks for being here on the show i'm super stoked to talk yeah. to you today um so take me into your first exploration that you remember like first abandoned building like what made you catch the bug um there's uh being in and i want to try to do it without dropping like names of places for sure um but there's a place here that's very well known um it's like an old terminal and i think out of the blue i just wanted to go there and this is probably like six years ago and just to see that place it's unbelievable um you know the history especially being into history if you go to these places the things that happened here and I think the contrast from all those things happening to you being the only person there, um, it's really almost like being in a movie. So um, definitely the train station here. And uh, I actually take people there. And if it's their first time, I kind of get to relive how I felt when I was there. Um, so it's definitely a magical place. And, um, you know, I go back, I've probably been there about 12 times in the past six years. So it's definitely a place that I love to revisit as much as I can. And what's it like? We were talking before the podcast. I, I brought my girlfriend to a bando for the first time. And, and for you, what's it yeah. like to bring somebody there for their first time to watch them experience it? Um, this actually happened about three weeks ago. Somebody from out of state, I took them there and I told them, I said, this is going to be the best place you go to in, in Western New York. And um, just to see their reaction, um, they were amazed. And I think sometimes if you live close to an amazing bando, I think you take, you know, you take it for granted just how amazing it is. But to see somebody from out of state, their reaction is just all kind of you need to bring back those feelings that you had originally. Mm. And I think if we can share those experiences with people, um, that's amazing. And like, why wouldn't you want to do that? So you know, it's important to remember that just because a uh, place is abandoned, you've been to several times, like it's still amazing. So it's just a nice little reminder of, you know, how, uh, how much I love that place. Absolutely. And what's it been like for you to go back to that place? You know, like, like you said, like almost twice a year to watch it further decay over the past six years. Like, what has that process been like for you? Um, I think you kind of get used to it because, this place is declining, but it's not declining real fast. Mm. And I think in the past year, a few places that we've been to have been destroyed in a matter of months. Um, so this place is kind of holding its own. I think it's a lot of concrete, a lot of metal. Um, yes, some places are falling apart, but I think it's more gradual than other places. And yeah, it is sad to see it, but... I think at the end of the day, as long as you see it, um, you know, it's with you forever, no matter what happens, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it's so special to get to go back to places. You know, I, it's rare for me to be able to go back to places because I travel around a lot to like go to the different places. Like uh, yeah. I've been out, out to Portugal and Greece to like see places. And I don't know when right. or if I'll get to go back to those. But I mean, it would it would definitely be cool. But to have something local like that, I think it's very special. Um, and for Absolutely. me, I, I now live in Nashville, so I, I'm in a place where I can now revisit places that are relatively close. Like nice. I was in California mm -hmm. for like eight years and, you know, once you hit a spot, you don't really want to go back because like the next week they have security or they've boarded up the windows yeah. and doors. And so it's like a little harder out on the West Coast to do that kind of stuff than it is sure, elsewhere, sure. which is just something I've noticed. And it might be different for other people in California, but that's just what I've witnessed 
personally, as far as like trying to go back to places, it's definitely difficult. No, absolutely. Actually, I find that like the first place, if I know what a place looks like before I go, I think my pictures are better. Mm -hmm. Like if I can get a visual of what I'm looking at, I think first of all, I'm an explorer, but yeah, I don't do a lot of videos. I prefer to be just like on the photography aspect of things and kind of hone that. But if I can definitely go back to a place, I always feel my photos are better than they were the first time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like going into the place the first time, you're you're definitely like taking it in more because you, you don't yeah, you're know overwhelmed. it. Yeah, you're overwhelmed. Like I, I was telling you before the show, I went to this massive abandoned hospital yesterday, like just huge. Had yeah. never been there. Had never really seen many. I mean, I've seen like a couple photos of it, but like to see something in that magnitude and have no fucking idea where anything is like no blueprint yeah. of the place, no map, nobody. I'm not with somebody that's been there. So it's like those you're instances. You're more worried about your girl, like yeah. having fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Enjoying yeah. herself. Exactly. So now you're just like, you know, freaking out because you're so excited. And yeah. You forget how to fucking use your camera. <laughs> Straight you know? up. And you're, and not only that, but I was like making sure she was cool, like safe, you know? Cause I mean, yeah. in this hospital, you know how it is like in bigger buildings, malls, things like that. They take out all the fucking handrails. So there's no like yeah. barrier between you and falling three stories. So you're I just know. like, please you know, be careful the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Bad floors, heights and yeah. floors are like my two things where like I'm checked out. Yeah. Like, hundred percent wood if you see like wood floors that are like 30 feet apart like i'm pretty much trying to walk on the fucking walls yeah like, straight i don't up. want to touch the floor at all yep so absolutely yeah really you're like it. stay close to the wall like i'm giving her all these tips while we're in there and i'm like trying yeah. to take photos and i'm like doing the whole thing it's crazy man but yeah. I, like i love it this shit crazy. i love it more than anything and like I haven't explored in a couple months since I moved to Nashville because I've been getting settled. I've been going on tour with bands. My band's about to go on tour next week. And like nice. it, it's this was my first explore. And to do something so big was like just reinvigorated how much I love exploring, yeah. you know, and like to take a, a little right. break Absolutely. like that sucks. But I mean, I'm glad yeah. I'm back in it. And now that I'm touring, I'm trying to meet up with people that have been on the podcast to like go explore when I get to their city. So I, I've linked up with a couple nice. people here and trying to do that. But for you, uh, when did you first pick up a camera? When did photography enter your life? And when did um, you stop, start documenting? You know, I, I think for me, I've always appreciated beauty. Um, there's people who like, I can look at things and I think I, and people tell me this, like I wouldn't know, but you know, I find beauty in a lot of things and to be able to capture that, whether it's on your camera or on your phone, like I can relive that moment when I look at it and that shit like changes the person that you are and you can always capture beautiful images, but you just have to know where to look. Um, the past six years though, I've kind of got my camera going. Um, I'm not real technical with it. Like I just want that shit. I snap a picture and my thing is editing and sharing it with the world. Um, I think my camera is about four years old. So like, I don't really get new upgrades or like it works for me. So, mm -hmm. um, again, probably about four years, the past four or five years with, with my camera and photography. Yeah. And it's not about like the best, most updated, newest gear, especially like we're going in abandoned nah. places. They're fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like you're not, I don't even, <laughs> nah, I don't even use a tripod. Like yeah. I'm snapping and I'm fucking running around like a fucking child and to sit there and wait 20 seconds for your shit to click. Like I can't do that. For so sure. I snap, snap, snap. Sometimes they don't come out the way they should, but 
um sometimes you get that one photo where you're like yeah like it, it, it was definitely worth it oh yeah for sure and can you talk about the mentality of urban exploring like why do you do this like why abandon um, stuff i think curiosity and i think also right now um everybody is into the photography like you get such a positive reaction when you show people like um but I think just my curiosity and being in these places and, and being able to capture it in a certain way and have it in a certain light um, is, is why I do it. And then you get to share those experiences with just a few people that you go with. Like I don't really go with more than two people. I've, I've uh, two friends that we go and that's it. So it's very personal, but yet when I share my art, the whole world gets to see it. Mm. And it's really like a magical magical thing i think that's the closest thing to uh, magic that we can make yeah no for sure that's a great way to like explain photography yeah. you know make we are making magic we're capturing yeah, history we we're capturing a moment that will last forever long be long yeah. long then, after we're gone yeah when um and, and it's funny you say that like we go into abandoned places where people once thrived mm -hmm. and now there's nobody so um, I kind of use my photography like that. Like and when I'm gone, like I want my photography to still be here. Yeah. And if I can do that, then I think I did all right. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Um, cuts and scrapes, bruises. Um, I carry a first aid kit now because like I tell everyone, you don't need it until you need yeah. it. Um, I don't fucking wear gloves. So I get like cuts, bruises, scrapes. Uh, one day my leg fell through some stairs, got all bruised up, um, opening up a door. I got my cut, um, my finger pretty good. But other than that, I haven't, you know, knocked on wood, broken bones or any shit like that. Good. That's good to hear. We've heard some pretty gruesome stories on the show. And that's why I always ask about the injury stories. Um, and can you take me yeah, into I your... Try, I try to be real careful. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm the same way. I'm not trying to like... It, like we were talking about with the floors like wooden floors like I don't I just don't trust it that and like rooftops of old buildings like I'm not trying to go on the roof and fall through a roof <laughs> it's not the way no I agree that's like my biggest fear to go out there and fall through a floor yeah absolutely um, that's definitely if we're going to be this risky and go places like this at least be smart about it be respectful if a floor fucking has holes in it you probably shouldn't walk on it yeah you know? straight up another thing like don't go at night I see these clowns like Oh, let's go out at night. Yeah, you're dumb. Don't do that. Yeah, for <laughs> like, real. I trip over shit in the middle of the day. <laughs> Plus, there's uh, a lot of times there's boards on the windows, so you can't see shit in the middle of the daytime anyways. Mm -hmm. So. You know, be careful. Flashlight, first aid kit. Like, be smart. Yeah. You know, don't don't be silly. And you know, I actually heard a tip on a recent episode. Somebody was like, uh, "You, we should bring glow sticks, like to leave a trail, like to find our way back out." Just fucking break a glow stick that's, or break a couple glow sticks. That's probably smart, though. Yeah, but it, I mean, it also kind of yeah. gives away where you're at. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, still. no, that's that's true. Sometimes I get lost for a fucking hour trying to get out of a place. Straight so. up, and I was like, right. "Damn, glow sticks! Um, that's like some spy shit." <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's pretty neat. Like I'm all for it. Yeah. As long as I guess you don't get caught. Right. But, <laughs> and uh, can you take me into your scariest exploration? Yeah, I actually have a ghost story. Sick. Let's go. Um, I, I'm going to drop the name of this place because it's a fucking tour. So if you're listening, pay the money, go on the tour. Don't try to break in. Don't try to be a hero. Um, it's the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in uh, in West Virginia. So 
it was like a big thing. I planned this tour, um, a photo tour. It was like in the middle of the pandemic. I'm going to give you the whole story. Yeah. So um, the tour started at like nine, but you're supposed to be here at like 830 for check-in. So 830 came around. We're sitting again. The gate is locked. There's nobody in there. So nine came, 930. So people are getting pissed because nobody's there to open the gate. So I take it upon myself to walk around the building. Now I'm kind of pissed. Because like, I'm ready to break in. I paid a hundred something dollars and I'm in the back of this building and a dude in a truck pulled up and he's like, who are you? And I'm like, dude, who are you? Um, We paid to go in this place. And I guess it turned out it was like the janitor. He called to see where the tour guide was. I guess they quit. So he, um, he grabbed his keys and he let us in the front door. Right. So he he apologized because he's like, oh, I want to find out where the tour guide is. I guess she quit. He's like, I'm not a tour guide, but I'll just let you in the main building, right? So we we go in the building, and right away I grab my shit, and I'm gone. Like, I want to get away from everybody. Mm-hmm. So I imagine going through these double doors. The double doors shut behind me. Um, I had my headphones in, and I'm walking down the hallway, and I hear fucking music, like music playing. And again, there was like nobody here. So um, it was about 30 to 40 yards down the hallway. And I look in the door and there's a little fucking music box like playing in the room. As soon as I stepped in the room, the fucking music stopped. And I'm like, that's weird, right? And yet I didn't think anything of it. And then uh, my Pandora skipped to a song by Band of Horses called There's a Ghost in This House. Dude. At that very moment, like I'm freaked the fuck out now. Like I'm ready to go wait in a car. Um, so like that shit was real, you know? Um, so that's pretty much the, the ghost story, but you know, it was just crazy. Like I couldn't believe it. That's crazy, dude. And like, what a, what a way to like be introduced to this asylum that you're in. Like, (laughs) y'all we're in here with you. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) It was like a kid's room all the way down at the end of the hall. And like the second I stepped in there, the music stopped. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Yeah, that's and funny. then and then my Pandora was playing and the song switched to a fucking song called There's a Ghost in This House. Yeah, I was freaked out, like For real. panic mode, you know. But um since then nothing has happened. And after that, like I it, it felt normal, like there was nothing there anymore. So, you know, to me that was real. Um I tell people, some people don't believe it, but you know, I know what I witnessed because I was there. Yeah, you know, exactly. So. And then uh, what What about your most dangerous or your riskiest exploration? Um, Riskiest. Like, man, there's so many. I, I think there's another asylum locally that has more security than the fucking White House. <laughs> you know, like literally, like, I don't understand. Like, this shit is falling apart, but yet you literally have people security circling it like every three minutes so i found there was a door open so you really got to get in there fast and while you're in there you're seeing them like circle the building um that was pretty much you know i have anxiety at times it doesn't really matter how many buildings i go into like i legit almost had a fucking panic attack in there and my buddy's like oh i thought you do this all the time i'm like i do but i still fucking i'm still a human being (laughs) you know uh, I think I took like three pictures. They were all fucking blurry because I was shaky. And then we got out of there. So I was actually, um, you know, that's probably one of the riskiest places, just knowing that the security all over the place. Mm, absolutely. And then do you have a favorite history of a place that you've explored? 
Um, my dream come true. We I got to go to uh, Normandy Beach, France. Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Like you go to some places and you realize that you and your camera just aren't good enough for mm. places. Um, and to be on the beach where thousands of American soldiers got killed, like it's an emotional place, and you and you realize just how small you are when you're at places like this. So just to be there um, is good enough for me. Like I didn't have to take all these pictures and post all these posts. Um, just to be able to see that w was enough. Yeah, definitely. That's such a special thing to get to do as well. You know, like to walk in the footsteps of so many that perished there. Like it's, it's such a, like you yeah. said, emotional thing to go through and you know, it's, it's great that you got over there and got to do that. Um, when you're not exploring abandoned places, what do you do? Um, well, I, I work a lot. I'm a manager at a hospital, so I probably work like 40 to 55 hours a week. It's stressful. It's basically the fucking total opposite of my photos. Um, it's structured. I have to follow the rules, the regulations, uh, hold people accountable. It's basically the total opposite of my photos. Mm. Um, it gets stressful at times being at a hospital during a pandemic. Shit dealing with patients, patients, family members, employees, nurse leadership, directors, all at the same time. So that's basically what I do if I'm not exploring, um, you know, but sports, working out, traveling, all those things as well. Um, pretty much a big part of my life. Gotcha. And uh, how'd you come up with your username on Instagram? Um, I basically... Sometimes, you know, I'm, I can be good with words, but it's basically short for Tim's Instagram photos, right? Yeah. Um, my name's Tim. I didn't want hashtags. I didn't want like underscores. I wanted you to look at my name and go, that's just a name. You know, I didn't want numbers mm -hmm. or anything like that. So um, sometimes I'll just like, if we go out to eat, I'll sign the check. You won't be able to tell, but I'll put Tim's the graph <laughs> on it. Um, you know, it's basically people call me that as well so I just wanted something that would go along with my with my name and you know I think I uh think think I succeeded yeah you there. definitely nailed it um if you could live in one abandoned place that you've explored for an entire week which place would it be oh shit um hmm there's so many I think there was one place recently. It was like a retreat, uh, stairwell with the books, the house. I think um, you know it was like a big retreat for for religious people. I think I lived there. That sounds sick. What a cool spot, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you I actually posted this place, and like you realize you're on a platform when you go to a place, post it, and the shit blows yeah. up in like two months to where they have to shut it down. <laughs> and my buddy Jason that I go with, he's like, Tim, you got to wait and not post them so quick. But like that shit is almost impossible for me sure, to do. Sure, of course. You're excited. <laughs> you want to share it. Like I want to show everyone what I got. Like, look yeah. at this, look at this. But, you know, to know you have to not post right away just to preserve mm -hmm. a place. Um unfortunately we have to do that with the with the platform that yeah it comes with the, that responsibility with great power comes great responsibility you know you yeah, gotta protect sure. our places yeah, as much sure. as we want to just like share them everywhere <laughs> yeah um it's funny when i went there i actually stumbled upon this place if if you're local you know what i'm talking about first of all like if you are from buffalo 
you know, even if you follow me on Instagram, you know what this place is. I had messages from like people at like midnight from fucking Boston. They're like, we found this place. First of all, how did you find it? Like, <laughs> how would you find a place from a video I took inside? Like, yeah. uh, that just is crazy. But, oh, we're driving eight hours just to see this place. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, just to think we stumbled upon that on accident. And then it was literally like the flavor of the week probably about three months ago. And um, it's just weird to see that after you post a picture in a video. Yeah, that's nuts. And speaking of like social media, what has that done for you as an explorer, as a creator? Have you been able to connect with others? Like <laughs> pros and cons. I think, I think you look at what we do yourself myself we're in the fucking express lane for exploring mm. right that's just that's just how it is like hit it and keep moving yeah. and i think we go 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 so much we want to keep up with the new places especially on the east coast like people on the east coast are crazy yeah. dude like you go to a place you have a fucking carload of people the next day trying to take those photos that you take it's dramatic it's competitive but I, it also hones your skills as an explorer and a photographer. Um, that's just how it is here. I think the the Midwest is more chill, but you know you get good at taking your photos. You you get experience, and you know you can't learn that any other way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And do you have any bucket list places, like goal places? Um, actually, one of my bucket places, well, two of them. Um, now, if I have a bucket list, I just fucking get in the car and yes. go there. Um, like, I can take off work. I have, like, three weeks paid vacation. Like, I'll just take off. I have off Sunday, Monday, so I'll take off Tuesday, Wednesday, and, like, I'll drive. Um, Detroit, we got to go there. I, have, I think I have bucket list cities oh, okay. rather yeah. than, like, bucket list places. Um, West Virginia, we had, we're going there again. And then there's a place in Ohio that's on my list. So we're actually going there in two weeks. We're going to go to West Virginia and then drive fucking four hours out of the way to hit a place in Ohio. Yo, uh, I'll give you a spot in West Virginia if you haven't already researched it. It's an old elementary school. It's insane. Like nice. the town has like 100 people really? in it. <laughs> it's sick. There's a couple places in like West Virginia is like, like I'm a vibe person. Like I love mm. vibes. You know, if, if I can go to a place and if it feels like a Walking Dead movie, yeah. um, I want to live there. So that's the places that I look for. I'm still looking for like an old ghost town. I've yet to yet to go to one, but West Virginia's got amazing vibes. Oh, it's dude. crazy! Like, it's crazy. Real. I got to film a music video yeah. in a in that bando I was mentioning, the elementary school. It was so sick. That's what I do. Like I I set because I'm a full time freelance videographer, so I try to set projects nice. in abandoned places if i can get away with it if it makes sense but yeah, yeah it's dope no west sure. virginia is sick i love that spot um i mean too for sure so what is the farthest you've traveled to explore would it be france yeah absolutely would be france now if we're talking like plane that fucking plane was like a double decker bus shit. and like they served you like three meals yeah. the shit i forget how long it was it must have been like eight ten hour flight um but when you get there, it's it's unreal. The furthest in a car, eight hours, seven hours. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, I think Florida. Florida. Oh man. So it was like it was actually well, Florida's what a couple of days, but lately, probably the furthest is like eight Got hours. And uh, what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? 
you know, I think this is more than just urban exploring. Everybody needs to, in, a, in no disrespect, um, be nice. Don't talk so much shit. Be kind and take your photos. Like, there's so many good photographers out there that just, it seems like you're just dramatic or you want to argue or you want to fight or you want to tear people down. Um, I try to do the right thing and try to be kind, try to be nice. So maybe we can all fucking take our photos and get along. Like that's kind of where I'm at lately with, with urban explorers, you know, um, build each other up, you know, don't break each other down. Absolutely, man. I totally agree with you. And last question for you is what is something, you know, now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Um, don't limit yourself with who you go with. I think I feel sometimes like I have a fucking contract sign that like, I can only go with this person. I can only go with this person. You invite people to go. They want to know who's going like creativity is fluid. And I think that if you put yourself in a box, your creativity will not grow. So sometimes if I'm feeling a certain type of way, like I just want to go take photos. I don't give a fuck who I'm with. I don't care where I go. I want to express myself. And I think as artists, I think we should call ourselves artists more rather than explorers because I think explorers is a rigid term where you explore. Well, what about an artist where you're free to do anything you want, create creativity wise. And that's kind of where I'm at is to dig deep into myself and be creative with what I do and hope to grow from that in that's where I'm at right now. I love it, man. And if people want to keep following your journey into the world of abandonment, where can they find you online? Um, my t- Timstagraph, like that's pretty much the only outlet that I have. I have Facebook, but I don't really go on there much. Um, some days my Instagram is fucking consuming as it is. So hit me up on there. You know, you can, uh, I, I try to respond to everybody if they ask me something. Um, you know, it's always positive. Like you're going through something. You know, I, I think we're all human. So, you know, there's no drama. Like nobody judges anybody. Like it's all good, man. All right, guys. That was my episode with Tim Stagraff. I hope you enjoyed this episode of No Tracers. I'm going to have him come back on. He's got some more stories to share uh, that we didn't really get into on this episode. But I loved this episode. I loved his insights, the things he had to say. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you did, please leave a rating and feedback on Apple Podcasts. And I will send you a signed photo print from a bando that I've explored. If you want... I'll send it out to you. It's a free photo. All you got to do is take 30 seconds to leave a rating and feedback. Let people know what you think of the show. It helps me out. It helps the podcast grow and it helps us, you know, make a bigger audience for this show. If you want to come on no tracers, you can hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram, or if you want to share a story, but don't necessarily want to come on the show, or if you do want to come on the show, you can also email me at contact at no tracers.com and we'll get you scheduled on the show. Thank you guys for listening. Go pick up a copy of one of my books and I will talk to you next time. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace. Thank you.